Hi, I'm Blake Gilman, the Vice President, Director of Post-Acute Care Services at LCS. You're listening to the Healthcare Highwire. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare Highwire. Today, we are talking about IDSI, the International Dysphagia Diet Standardization Initiative, and what IDSI means for your community. I am Michelle Kramer, Director of Health and Wellness Programming with LCS Health Services Division. Joining me today is Teresa Arguello-Thomas, Senior Vice President of Menu Operations with Crandall Corporate Dietitians. Welcome, Teresa. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me join today. Teresa, in honor of May being Better Speech and Hearing Month, it is a great time to talk about the International Dysphagia Diet Standardization Initiative, or ITSI. But ITSI is so much of a mouthful. Would you please describe to us what ITSI really is? Sure. ITSI is a global standard with terminology and definitions to describe texture-modified foods and thickened liquids that are used for individuals with dysphagia. This standardized framework is inclusive of all ages, for all care settings, and for all cultures. So, Teresa, I heard that the national dysphagia diet that drives the current textures and modified diets will be transitioning to ITSI. Is that why we are discussing ITSI today? Yes, absolutely. In the United States, the guidelines defined in the national dysphagia diet, also referred to as NDD, has been the standard protocol for the nutrition and dietary treatment of swallowing difficulties and dysphagia. With the work done by the ITSI work group, we now have new guidelines and a global standard to follow. So we're discussing ITSI today to help build awareness across communities, clinicians, and other professionals within the industry about these changes. So what are some of the most prominent changes between the National Dysphagia Diet or NDD guidelines and the new ITSI framework? Well, Michelle, there are several differences between NDD guidelines and the ITSI framework, but the most prominent change is the terminology of foods and liquids. NDD has three levels of modified food textures and three levels of thickened liquid consistencies. The ITSI framework, however, is a continuum of eight levels. The food textures and liquid consistencies have different levels and diet descriptions than what is used on NDD. I won't list all of these, but a few examples are IDSI level six, soft and bite-sized, is similar to NDD level three, advanced mechanical soft, and IDSI level two, mildly thick, is similar to NDD nectar thick liquids. Another difference is that ITSI also has included specific testing protocols for each level of the framework, and we currently don't have that with NDD. Wow, this is wonderful information. I know that ITSI framework was developed over time by experts in the field to develop those specific levels that truly reflect the actual textures and liquid consistencies required by adults and children with swallowing disorders or dysphagia. Is it mandatory for everyone to adopt the ITSI framework right now? No, currently implementation of ITSI is not mandatory. So what are your thoughts on the regulatory interpretation for senior living providers to adopt the ITSI framework? 
That's a really great question, Michelle. Our view here at Crandall is that it's the expectation to provide evidence-based best practice standards of care. As professional organizations adopt the ITSE framework, NDD will be designated as obsolete, and eventually there will be little to no support to provide to surveyors that following non-ITSE diets and terminology is a valid or best practice. Well, as you know, I am a speech-language pathologist by trade, and I heard that the American Speech and Hearing Association, or ASHA, has formally endorsed ITSE, and ITSE will be the only textured modified diet recognized in the Nutrition Care Manual as of October 21. Is that what you are hearing in the industry as well? Yes, that's correct. Actually, in January this year, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics announced this same thing. So as of October 2021, NDD and any associated resources will no longer be included in the Academy's Nutrition Care Manual. So what are some of the benefits of implementing the ITSE framework? Well, in my opinion, first and foremost is resident safety. A lot of research has been invested in developing the ITSE framework, and adopting ITSE demonstrates a commitment to improved processes that will help decrease the likelihood of choking risk to residents with dysphagia. So from a risk mitigation standpoint, I think that's also very important to providers. Another benefit is having valid measurement techniques to utilize at the community level. And with the staffing challenges our industry is experiencing, it will be extremely helpful for consistency to exist among chef and caregiver knowledge with ITSE. So, Teresa, I know that Crandall will be working with the communities during this transition to ITSE. Would you describe the rollout process and any tips you can provide us about how community leaders and staff can get started with implementing ITSE? Absolutely. It is best to establish an ITSE committee, appoint a few individuals to be ITSE advocates, and really just set up an implementation schedule. Get yourself familiar with the various testing methods, and we encourage people to just start playing with your food. For example, if you're providing pureed foods now, get familiar with the testing methods for this level, try them out, just get comfortable, and utilize those testing methods then work your way up. For our customers, we specifically have rolled out a specific implementation schedule, and we also send out monthly in-services to help support a smooth transition to IDSI. Wow, that is really great. I agree with you that having the staff test and play with the food will assist the team to ensure that all of the consistencies are standardized and that they can identify the appropriate foods on each ordered diet level. Are there any resources you may recommend on ITSE to begin education? Yes, there are a ton of resources. The website at itsy.org and the ITSE YouTube channel are two of the best resources. There is also an ITSE newsletter you can sign up for on their website and an ITSE app that you can download on your phone. We here at Crandall Corporate Dietitians, of course, are a resource. The Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics also has a lot of information available. Many manufacturers are actually already dual labeling products. So reach out to vendors such as Simply Thick who can also help to provide some training. 
You can also look at equipment that would potentially help in the execution of preparing these diets, such as cutting boards that have measurement lines on them or commercial food processors with blades that aid in the chopping and dicing of foods to the appropriate particle sizes. Well, thank you so much. Those are really great resources. I also know that Crandall is working with LCS on many podcasts and webinars that will be coming in the near future to train the community leaders and staff on ITSI, correct? Yes, that's correct, Michelle. And we also suggest for those communities who use a different dietitian company or who are not on the Crandall menus to reach out to those companies for their specific plan on if how and when ITSE will be implemented. Thank you so much, Teresa, for joining me today to talk about the International Dysphagia Diet Standardization Initiative, or ITSE, and the transition process for the communities. It's my pleasure. Thank you as well. We are all in this together, so please look forward to additional webinars, podcasts, and trainings to help you make a smooth transition. We are looking forward to them. This has been a Healthcare Highwire presentation. Until next time. Legal disclaimer. Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast. Mm-hmm.